Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome back one more time. Brand new episode. Amen. We are here and ready to do it again. We hope all is well. We hope all is well. Welcome to Diamonds in the Rough. Well, God's Diamonds in the Rough podcast. Yes, God, he made an adjustment in our name. Amen. And, you know, in doing that, he definitely established that we are his people. Mm-hmm. Amen. We are his people simply going through life like anybody else. But we are overcomers. What you think, honey? Very much so overcomers because, you know, when we when to come overcome, that means you have to go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't overcome unless you go through it. You know, because not everything is given to us freely. We have to overcome some things to get to where he wants us. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. So, um, we left off last week, amen, with talking about love. And we finished up um, love, actually. And we wanted to get into the latter half of verse 8. And so, before we do that, y'all know what we got to do. You know what time it is. It's time to pray. Amen. So, here we go. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, asking you right now to to guide us, lead us, teach us as we get into your word. We pray in the name of Jesus that when you let us get into your word, that it will open doors, open windows, Mm -hmm. open our eyes and our hearts and our minds. For your word said that is a reasonable service. Mm -hmm. Let us come together as one. One sound, one body, one mind as we dig into your word and get what you want us to understand and know. We pray in the name of Jesus that anybody that that does not know you, that they will simply cry out to you, what must they do to be saved? Mm -hmm. And we beg your forgiveness for anything we might have said, done, or thought that's not pleasing in your sight, that you will graciously forgive us and cast us back in that pits of hell where it came from. Mm -hmm. These things we ask all in Jesus' name. We say thank you. Thank you, God. And we say amen. 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 And amen. 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 All right. So, so where did we leave off? We left off in verse 8. And we've deeply focused on love. Mm-hmm. And so now, today, we focus on um, hate. Uh, hate, a time of war, a time of peace. Um, we briefly touched on it, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't we? Yeah. Um, and back in episode was nine, mm-hmm. I think we briefly touched on that. And so, um, today we just want to dig a little bit deeper into these words before we go to our next, uh, couple of episodes in regard to perseverance. So, uh, what are your thoughts in regard to any of these hate, war, peace? You know, when we when we first discussed it in nine, you know, we was more focused on the things that what it means to us, but we were getting deeper into the things in the time that we're in right now. You know, we got to hate the things that that's going on in the world because mm-hmm. you know, if we if we don't hate the things, the violence and the the things that we're going to, we become accustomed to it. Mm-hmm. And it's not good to become accustomed to say, oh, I already knew that was going to happen. What? I knew that was going to happen. No, we got to hate those things because those things that, that happens in the world with all this violence and all the kids being killed and everything is going on. It's we become more 
desensitized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll get more separated from mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Because if we if we don't hate these things, yeah. we become like the enemy. Well, it, it absolutely absolutely it becomes you you can you can begin to normalize this this function. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a conviction about something, you don't have uh, uh something inside inside of you that says um, for me that is unacceptable. This is not what I'm going to do. You know, I I I don't agree with this, but I still got to love you. You know what I mean? I don't have to agree with you what you do with what you do. You know what I mean? Like, I'll just say, for instance, abortion. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of uh, folks frown upon it. I, personally, I would not have an abortion. If I had to choose, I would not. Would you? No. Uh, but, but do I agree with women having a choice, whether or not they can or they can't? Yes, I do agree with that. Doesn't mean that I'm going to go to hell because I agree that they should have a choice. If I had to choose, that's not something that I would do. And But yet here, you have we, we live in a society that if you say, okay, well, I agree with the woman's right to choose that they should have a choice. They shouldn't be made to have, a, have an abortion. They shouldn't be made to not have an abortion. Yeah, I can say that I am one of those. But we live in a society that if you say that publicly, you say that in the wrong circle, then it's like they'll make you out to be the one that agrees with abortion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, that that's a that's a thin line because, you know, it's one thing for abortion that it's it's based on the su- circumstance. Yeah. Okay, if if a woman was sitting out here being raped and she wasn't mentally ready for a child because taking on a child is a is a deep responsibility mm-hmm. it's a it's a responsibility that goes beyond the age of 18 that is your child for life and if you're not mentally ready for it especially if you come to the circumstance of being raped you know then you know it's it's a that's a case by case right. situation. Well, see me personally, if if that were the case, and this is my thought, I feel like that um, God hates God hates the shedding of innocent blood. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and so in a case like that, if a woman were raped and got pregnant, then for me, I'm like, okay, well, um, how about adoption? You know, you carry the baby to full term, mm-hmm. and then put the baby up for adoption. If, if the if the circumstances in in um, getting pregnant was so traumatic, let somebody else raise that child. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, there are other cases where there's no choice but to abort the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, folks have a lot to say about it, but so many times, like. When uh, the Israelites was getting ready to be freed out of captivity, what what was the command? What all of the firstborn children was to be killed? Mm-hmm. Uh, how about when Saul was instructed to kill everybody, including the women, the children, kill everything in the midst of taking that territory? Mm-hmm. He didn't. 
he spared some things because he thought that they ought to be. But that God, he told told him to kill everybody and everything. You know what I mean? So, you know, to say, well, uh, God wouldn't do this, God wouldn't do that. Don't put God in a box. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The same one, he created life. He could take it. And and I, you know, I got to iterate this because it was a, a vital point that you made about, you know, for that for that woman that was raped, mm-hmm. you know, not even carrying it the full term, but they also got this thing called a surrogate, mm-hmm. where you they can take remove your eggs and plant it into some another woman's wound, and maybe that woman's wound is the one that's bearing the one that can't have kids. Maybe that's an open door for that woman. Michael, the surrogate. After they're already pregnant. Michael, think about it. Look, my husband is a nut, y'all. Anything's possible. <laughs> I know that's right. Anything is possible, right? Mm-hmm. We ain't gonna put no limits on it, right? Nope. That's my honey, y'all. Y'all learn to love him. I'll tell you what, he's something else. Something for the people. Nail back. Let's get off of this subject. Amen. Because <laughs> somebody been and shot us because we talking about abortion. Lord have mercy. Yeah. Look. Because it's so controversial. I'm sure at some point in time, God would have us to deal with that eventually. But I don't believe now is it. I was making an example. You know what I mean? Because that is something that's so, like, controversial. You know what I mean? Um, But in regard to hate, what is it that you hate that when you see others doing it, you're able to still have compassion, still love them anyhow? Because that's the way it's supposed to be. Some things that we are going to hate. Some things we should hate. But can you love a person beyond that? Amen. Look, look, look. That's unconditional love. Look, what's your thoughts, honey? I will say for me, you know, something that I hate seeing people doing is my my prime thing is somebody getting over at work (laughs) all right and here you are doing everything that that you're supposed to be doing and not not sitting there kissing the boss's butt or nothing but Mm -hmm. doing what you're supposed to be doing and at the same time somebody else is getting over and still reaping the benefits from it right but even though behind behind all that, you got to love the person regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hate. I mean, just like love, hate can hate. I believe that it can really, it can be very very broad. But the point is, is that just like uh, a season, uh, seasons. You know, there is a time where. God has put a conviction in your heart so deep that you're going to hate some things. You know, you're not going to be able to stand to be near or around those things. Amen. But again, it's so important that we stay rooted to the creator in regard to any season in life. Because there's simply that. Seasons. And some things, some seasons happen in our life. That in order to uh, do shake and move and kill some things that are hanging on us in our spirit. 
And the only way that we could sometimes get rid of it is if we hate it. Uh, kind of like, you. let's just take somebody who um, struggled with alcohol addiction. And um, they were finally freed from it. Um, and now they hate it. Like, literally hate it. And that hate keeps it keeps it away from them. You know what I mean? It keeps them from going back to it. Because they've gotten to a place where in their heart, in the depths of their heart, they know that that wasn't a good thing for them. You know, that wasn't something that was good for them. And and that's how sometimes people can become advocates for certain things because they have learned, they have overcome it. And so now they understand the captivity that comes from within it. And it creates that level of hate that says, you don't need this. Here's the alternative. But I'm not going to judge you because you do it because I've been there and God has brought me out of it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anything else on hate? You know, I, I would say, when, you know, just being a little um, transparent, you know, with, even with me smoking cigarettes. I hate it. Y'all, I hate it. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you know, I even got to the point now and I know it's a way, a avenue that God's using to to break that bondage from me of of doing it mm-hmm. I can be at anywhere whether it's at work or out and about and I cannot be smoking at the moment but the moment I smell somebody else it's like a sickening smell Michael yeah, yeah. Really? I've, been, I've noticed this over the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. that so I could be around somebody smoking and it's like a smell that that turns my stomach so why are you smoking i don't know i think it's a mental thing i think it's a mental thing what y'all think you know sometimes i i mean i believe that that's absolutely true sometimes we do things out of habit it ain't really because we want to do it but what if i stop doing that then what i'm gonna do Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean whether it's smoking drinking whatever whatever your thing is that you do and you still have a love for it, but at the same time, you got a hate for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, it's like almost like being in the middle. It's like you got one foot on one side. It's like being, having two feet and one on each side, being lukewarm. You got to decide what do you want? Do you want it or not? Are you going to love it or are you going to hate it? You can't love and hate it at the same time. That's why it's such a thin time with thin line with love and hate. That's what he said, right? Mm-hmm. It's a thin line between love and hate. A very thin line. Because on one hand, you can love a man or a woman to death. But you can hate everything that they do or don't do. Mm-hmm. And you can wind up in a predicament because you're in a situation where you loving and hating all at the same time. Jesus. My, my, my. Look, time of war time of peace well we know that love and peace is interconnected war and hate are interconnected because you have enough hate it can drive a war you know what i mean and you can at the same time have enough love that will drive a war you know what i mean uh but peace is one of those ones that kind of stands out uh a whole lot different than than the hate and the war because peace 
is it really is a state of mind what you think i think it's a state of mind when you're talking about peace you know it just it just dawned on me just now mm. when you look at the word peace mm -hmm. drop the p at ease e-a-s-e Peace is, is, a, is a moment that you're at ease with everything, every surrounding, everything that comes up against you. Mm -hmm. When you have the love of Christ, you are at ease with whatever comes your way. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. you know without a doubt that God is going to bring you through it. Right. And another thing, too, while you're looking at taking off the P off of it you can also look at the position of where it is in the text it's mm -hmm. the last thing mm -hmm. because after all the hell and the high water that you both go through when you finally get to a place of contentment you get to a place of where you're settled in your spirit it brings a sense of peace mm -hmm. and it's a peace that it's a type of peace that really can't be disturbed by circumstances you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And in this moment, it's talking about peace in the sense of a season. Mm -hmm. Where it just seems like, can't nothing touch you. Nothing really bothers you. But then there's a season where everything bothers you. It seems like every time you turn around, there's something going on. Disturbing your peace. And I like how Jesus gives us a, a peace that surpasses understanding. Because even in the midst of it, cannot be shaken. Amen. You cannot be shaken. He gives you an everlasting peace, a, pay, a peace that you can have in this world that no matter what is going on, no matter what storm is going on, no matter who's saying this, who uh, saying that, how they look at you, how they treat you, no matter what, you have your peace. Is not, it's, it's not based on people. It's not based on circumstances, but your peace is in him. Mm -hmm. And I like the word settled, if I can, for a moment, when you when you mentioned the word settled. The first thing that, that, that came to my mind was, you were talking about all the hell and high water that, that we go through. Okay, look at a house being built. Mm -hmm. Okay, when a house gets put on a solid foundation, now mind you, we're the house, the solid foundation is God. We have to go through things, even no matter what type of ground the house was built on, Physically speaking, not spiritually. Mm -hmm. Physically speaking, when a house is being put on the ground, no matter how hard and solid the foundation that they put it on, a new house has to move and shift and settle before it reaches its place and position where it's supposed to sit. Mm -hmm. Because a house settles. That's what all the creaking and cracking a house makes. Is a house is mm -hmm. is positioning itself and settling to where it's going to be sturdy. Amen. And that's how our life is. We have to go through things and be shifted and moved and twisted and brought through certain things to be settled to where God wants us at. Mm -hmm. Powerful. That's a powerful thought. Mm -hmm. That's a powerful thought because everything you just said is in 9 and 10. Everything you just said is in 9 and 10 because... You know, Solomon is saying to us that 
the things that we are working for, the things that we got our eyes on. You know, he says that really he's saying that the things that we that they're like temporary, like we're going to go in and out of storms all the time. This is why this is a cycle of life. It's all the time that we're going to be going through something, uh, whether it be rough uh, or easy. We're constant. It's constant. It's always going to be where we're going in different seasons of life. And in 10, he said, you know, I have seen a whole lot of things. He says, but when God is at work in your life, he is going to make you stronger through the storms, through the trials, through the temptations. He's going to make you a stronger individual. He's going to be able to, as you grow older, spiritually, you should be maturing. And because you're spiritually maturing, then it's going to give you the capacity in order to be able to handle the things that come at you. The more experienced you become, the more you've dealt with it, the easier you're able to handle the impact of it come on somebody you heard the impact of it because at first it can knock you off your course bam because you never seen it before mm-hmm. but if you've seen it uh, you've seen it you've seen a storm of weight where maybe you're struggling paying your bills you've seen that storm already and so if you come to a point where look you're doing everything that you know you're supposed to be doing right but it seems like you know this is breaking down and that's breaking down. And so because that done broke down, I can't pay this on time. And I, and you hit that storm and it's like, it's going to be all right. You, look, we done been here before. I, I understand that. Look, this is going to happen. This had to happen. So every time life happens to us, we can handle it a little bit easier. This is what he's talking about. You know, in verse 10, what Michael was talking more about was gearing toward verse 9. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That we are going to have things happen in our life. Mm-hmm. And I like a I like a to. I like a very well known phrase that's that I've been hearing a lot in my life is what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. That's right. And with that being said, that we have to go through certain things in life for God to prepare us for the next segment. And I say segment because Every process in life, every purpose is a temporary situation. And that's what a segment is. It's setting us up for that next temporary spot. That's why we should never get so stuck on being on that one circumstance. We have to push past it, move further, and let God strengthen us. Amen. That's our time. We're about to get out of here, y'all. I wanted to leave y'all with this final verse. Amen. And it says, He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he hath set the world in their heart, so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. So don't you worry about how life is happening to you. You just keep on looking up. Amen. You keep going forward. You focus on him and he is going to work life out for you. Now, what I was saying earlier was my final point, because, you know, sometimes we have to, like you said, we have to go through certain things, but we have to realize that it's God's timing for everything. 
Amen. Not ours. God's time. Amen. So, until next week, y'all make sure if you want to support the show, support the show, you can click the link. If you want to see more about us, you can go to our website www.cnmminstry.com. I'm sorry. .org. You can check out our social media handles. Amen. You can uh, we got our email coming soon. <laughs> we got an email list that's going to be that's available for you. So it's a whole lot of different ways and uh, Lord's will somewhere, somehow, some way you're going to get your hands on them. Amen. So until next week we'll see you then. And remember you are a diamond in the rough. Amen.